0: Good morning, what a beautiful morning. Thank you for coming Today is vision week two last week Brian uh, worked in vision week one as it was streamed to all of our campuses and reminded all of us of the importance of gathering together in order to worship God to pray to learn and to bless a broken world through our gathering together in groups he showed us and told us about pictures of people in groups learning, growing, and blessing our world. He challenged us, all of us, to get into a group this fall, if we're not already in a group. And uh, f- uh, he especially focused on the idea of these rooted groups, um, where we're challenged to grow and make a difference in our world. So uh, if you still would like to join in one of those groups, you can call the church office. You can check our website. Um, I hope many of you will do that. Today is vision week two, and we want to lift up the mission of our church, helping next generations encounter and follow Jesus, and then to bless a broken world. Helping next generations is something we've seen so many pictures of this summer. Three powerful, impacting vacation Bible schools in Waverly, in Grundy, in Cedar Falls, our high adventure caravan trip for our teenagers who went to Estes Park, Colorado and then joined 3,000 others. And then our worship leaders who uh, were a part of leading uh, the worship and the, uh, and, and the seminars um, uh, made a huge difference. And then uh, at Pauli's house here in Cedar Falls, uh, watching The Chosen, just lots of pictures of helping next generations encounter and follow Jesus. This morning, we're focusing on blessing a broken world through our own personal lives. So the question for today is, how does God want us to bless a broken world through our personal lives? What does he want us to do? How do we live this mission out in our personal lives, in our neighborhoods, our schools, our workplaces, our homes? How does God want us to do it? And because uh, this is going to be given at a picnic and because being outdoors uh, causes people more difficulty paying attention and because some of us have a short attention span, I decided to sum up my teaching in two words. So if someone this afternoon said, what did Dave teach, you would know the two words. A couple of weeks ago, I did a 30-minute interview by phone with a reporter for one of the cable news networks. Katie called me from a gathering of pastors in Des Moines who are quite politically vocal and supportive of certain candidates and parties. And she had been given my name as someone who was in a large church and was coaching several other large churches, which it's my privilege to do. And I did an off-the-record interview with her to give her another narrative for what she might be looking for in what really matters to those of us in church. I use these same two words with Katie. The two words are this. Quiet perseverance. Quiet perseverance. Why quiet? Because we live in a noisy, chaotic, me-focused world. Jesus modeled a quiet kind of perseverance. He set his mind to the cross and he went there. He set his mind to gather disciples and he did it. People of faith are sometimes making a lot of noise and headlines these days. We can be noisy on social media. We can be noisy in politics, in culture wars, in our schools, even in our families. We can be very noisy. We can make a lot of racket. And communicating, sometimes too much, and often the loudest voices are not the wisest voices. The question is not, how do we make a lot of noise? The question is, how do we bless this world in our personal life. As I stepped back and thought about the followers of Christ who are actually blessing this world in a way that inspires me, several pictures came to my mind. Actual pictures from this summer. I'm meeting with a husband and wife who are bringing quiet perseverance to their work of rebuilding and strengthening their marriage. It's not on the 530 News. It's not on social media. It's not a newspaper headline. But they are doing the important, quietly persevering work of blessing a broken world by fighting for their marriage. They're changing their patterns, they're prioritizing each other. Their quiet perseverance will bless their children, their extended families, their workplaces, their acquaintances, their neighborhood. Bless a broken world in their personal life by investing in their marriage. At the same exact time, I have good friends who are walking through a separation and a divorce. They're also quietly persevering as they follow Jesus. Deep pain, loneliness, brokenness, hard. They're quietly persevering in loving their kids and their families and their friends. They're also blessing this broken world by doing the best they can in this difficult situation. Almost every Sunday morning, I watched several parents with special needs children come to our services. Quietly and with persevering love, they're raising these young ones, their sons and daughters, with special needs. Day after day, month after month, year after year, these parents love and care for the special needs of their children. And the truth is, their children are a huge blessing to them and to this world. And really, as far as that goes... This first week of school, I think so many of you who are parents quietly persevere as school starts and your kids come home tired and grumpy and hot. Another picture of quiet perseverance that really impacts me is I have a 92-year-old friend who visits his wife every single day at the Martin Center because she has dementia and now she lives there. Quiet perseverance. His visit encourages his wife, encourages the nurses, encourages the other patients at the center, the doctors, and all of us who are watching. I have another friend whose husband has dementia. They live at home together. They're encouraging each other during these very hard days, and sometimes you can find them sitting in the backyard, in a swing, holding hands, watching the birds. Blessing a broken world. I have friends in this church right here, right now who are coaches, teachers, business leaders who go to work every morning trying to have a positive and hopeful attitude in order to encourage and help those in their personal world. These people love Jesus by loving their students, their clients, their workmates, their teammates. This is not rocket science. Quiet perseverance. And there's another group that quietly persevere that really inspires me when I stop and think about it. That is those of you who have supported the work and the mission of this church for a very long time. Not because you have to. Not because there are not other churches to go to in town. Not because you agree with everything we do as a church. But because you believe in the mission, the vision, the people, the integrity, the staff of this church. You believe in focusing on next generations. You believe in lifting up Jesus. And you're following the leader of this church, who is Jesus. He's the Lord. And he's the one who said, I will build my church. So as you volunteer, pray, give your resources, invite others to gather together and you've been doing this for a very long time, your quiet perseverance actually does encourage me and changes this world. And some of our newer staff who are on our payroll, they have no idea who you are. And that is okay. Because you've been at this for a long time, and you're doing it out of your love for Jesus. So let's go back to perseverance. First verse I bring to you. One of my favorite verses, Hebrews 12.1. Therefore... Since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, people are watching. Let us throw off everything. Fear. Selfishness. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run, how? With perseverance. The race marked out for us. Jesus has a call on your personal life. He's got a something he wants you to do probably many many things he wants you to do and he says hebrew says because a lot of people are watching do it with perseverance thessalonians 3 5 says this may the lord direct your hearts into god's love and christ's perseverance how do you keep going You watch Christ's perseverance. His power in you gives you perseverance. And you just keep going. You take that next step. This one, this day, this hour, this five minutes, this task I'm doing, this is for you, Jesus. Give me the power to do it. James 1, 4 actually tells us some good news about perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. One result of quiet perseverance in our lives is we grow in Christ. We become more complete, more mature. Quiet perseverance changes the world, blesses the world, and it changes us and helps us mature. So the question comes, what, what helps us live this way so that you can perse- persevere when things get boring and really, really bad? Because I know that's where some of you are in really, really hard places. How do you do it? Eric Lins taught a couple weeks ago and said that I had told he and his wife, after the death of their son, Cooper, that sometimes you walk through tragedy and all you can do is the next five minutes. How do you do the next five minutes when you're in that kind of hard place? Three scriptural verses uh, the first first idea is we can quietly persevere by keeping our eyes on the eternal So here's the verse So we fix our eyes Not on what is seen but on what is unseen for what is unseen is temporary What is seen is temporary what is unseen is eternal I have to read it again so we fix our eyes not on what is seen Uh, but on what is unseen for what is seen is temporary what is unseen is eternal ever living never dying souls and what we experience here is temporary what we see is temporary the second thing i think it helps helps me persevere we can quietly persevere by keeping our eyes on the eternal and by keeping our eyes on the gospel of jesus We keep our eyes on the gospel of Christ, the power of Christ who lived and died and was resurrected. We have new life and new power because of what he did, the gospel. Here's uh, 2 Corinthians, says this, for Christ's love compels us. What compels us? What helps us? Christ's love. Because we're convinced that one died for all, therefore all died, and he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died For them and was raised again keeping our eyes on the eternal keeping our eyes on the gospel and then keeping our eyes on what God is doing by his spirit by his spirit Uh, we often on staff and in our board we tell stories of God at work and the reason we do that is we want to be certain to remind ourselves that God's Spirit is still at work. Here's the uh, the verse, Romans 15. May the God of all hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by how? The power of the Holy Spirit who's at work in you and in me as we follow Christ. Hope. Hope. Sometimes, quiet perseverance to hope. I have a friend who's quietly persevering with hope. Her name is Sandy. She's actually my daughter in law, Sally's youngest sister. Sandy is walking through, young mom, walking through late stage terminal cancer. She's receiving hospice care. She has days or weeks. To live. She lives in Nevada, Iowa. And loves living in small town Iowa. She has a very strong faith in Christ. And is walking through these last days with incredible quiet perseverance. Early this week. 80 to 100 people from her little town. Nevada. Gathered in the street in front of her house. To express their love and support. We have a picture. What they did was they started with a small group of people dancing to the song I Will Build a Boat by Colton Dixon. And then more joined and more joined until 80 to 100 people were dancing and singing in the street, Sandy sitting in a lawn chair, barely could make it out there with her little girls. Her husband, extended family. The song says this I will build a boat in the sand where they say it never rains. I will stand up in faith. I'll do anything it takes. With your wind in my sails, your love never fails or fades. I'll build a boat. So let it rain. After the flash mob, which was an incredible. uh, KCCI, the Des Moines TV station, made it their lead story that night, this week. Sandy Van Nostrum said this, for this many people to join in, whether or not they knew me, was really special. It was definitely a huge bright spot, not just in my day or not just in my week. I mean, actually, in my lifetime, that they would come And do this for me. The two ladies that. Formed it. Practiced it. Got to grade school where they could practice. And then brought them down. Picked up a mic and said. Sandy we love you. And your faith. Quiet perseverance. Your faith. Is helping us. I don't know what your deal is right now. I I don't know. But I believe in some area of your life God is asking you one more step, one more day, one more hour of quiet perseverance in order to bless this broken world. My message is quiet perseverance. Let's go and do it for Christ. Let's pray. Dear God, uh, there are people hearing this message who already know what it is they need to go and do and persevere in. And there are others watching this message, hearing it, that don't know exactly what you're saying. They're to persevere in. Father, I pray for both groups. I pray for the group that already knows what they need to do. Father, just give them the power Give them the hope, give them the peace, give them the perseverance to take that next step, do that next thing. Show that next uh, patience. And Father, for those who don't know yet what you're asking them to persevere in, I pray you'll bring it to their mind, maybe even right now or later today. So that we can bless this world. In your name. Amen.